And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey everyone, Zach here. Hope you're having a great day. Welcome to another episode of MLM Rebels. And uh, today I'm hoping to share some good stuff with you, but it's going to be potentially a little quiet today because I'm actually at a cafe right now. I walked outside to uh, do a do an episode with you guys, and um, <laughs> I consistently am reminded, like both ways, all the time of working environment. You know, uh, working at home all the time. You totally get stir crazy. If you have ever worked at home for a long period of time, you know what I'm talking about. If you have never worked at home, I mean, you know, you could be like, Zach, you're nuts. Like, I totally remember working a job and uh, I was just like, man, if I just worked at home, like, how much time would I save? I wouldn't be driving to the stupid office. Like, I remember, like, calculating how much gas I spent getting to work and back, uh, calculating, like, f- how much I'd save on food if I just, like, ate out a little bit less, um, things like that. And I was like, man, I would just, like, save so much and, um, like, time, energy, all this stuff and a lot of that is true and in the beginning man I loved it I just absolutely loved working at home I ate it up um, my working environment when I first left my job was really good. I lived in a like kind of like a high-rise building, and I basically converted my entire living room into an office because I was single, and so I just had like a really great working environment um, in that regard. But uh, you know, as time goes on, you do it longer and longer. Um, you know, you can definitely you you get stir crazy for sure, and so you find yourself going out to cafes and going out to different places to you know go be productive and just kind of like see the world a little bit um you know you're if you're used to a job you see people a lot and you don't really realize like how uh i guess life-giving that can be now if you're dealing with a bunch of people that you don't want to be around obviously that can be a problem and uh, that's totally something that happens but uh anyway that being said, I'm at a cafe right now. It's a Saturday in the middle of uh, Carlsbad, which is, if you're not familiar with the area, it's a, a fairly nice, I would say it's a very nice uh, suburb of San Diego. Uh, it's called North, like North County area. And um, so Saturday on a sunny day like this, everyone's out doing their thing. So like there's some people working in the cafe and they're like super loud and obnoxious. And there's some people that are just, you know, running around with their kids. And I'm like, oh, why did I let you Saturday <laughs> to come to a cafe? <laughs> Don't move ever you know um so actually uh, over the past couple days ashley and i have been looking at uh offices so i don't think i gave you an update 
fully um, because we're still kind of deciding on it, but I'm pretty sure we've landed. So uh, uh, maybe five, six episodes ago, I gave an update letting you know, like, we're not totally sure what we're going to do next. Like, we were going to keep traveling like we've been doing for almost a year, um, or we were going to maybe settle down for three to six months, not necessarily permanently, but not necessarily move, um, you know, for like three to six months because our uh, business, both sides of our business are starting to catch some momentum, some really good momentum that we've experienced in the past and um, we've wrote it well, but never f- capitalized on the, on the extent, to the extent that it probably could have been. And we want to do that this time and uh, really capitalize on all the momentum and things like that. So uh, one of the things we were thinking about is, you know, staying like semi-planted for three to six months and then resuming the travels later. Um, but just to kind of, you know, really lock in the momentum as best we can, put some systems and people in place that we need to put in place and stuff like that. So uh, we landed as of right now. We're in Southern California in Carlsbad, like I said, and it looks like we'll probably do that, what I just mentioned. Um, and so we've been looking at offices because like the whole, you know, working at home thing is still very real. Um, uh, you know, it's what we've pretty much been doing as we've been traveling. We usually get a co-working space, but sometimes we don't, depending on the place itself. Um, so the place we're in right now is a really great spot, but it's not super conducive for working. It's it's really good at doing one thing well. So it's very bright. It's very open. Um, it's awesome. But, you know, it's not massive. Um, well, I guess, never mind. There's an extra room we can turn into an office. Well, okay. Maybe I'm just not being creative, but the point is you want to get out a little bit, right? So we're looking at offices and, uh, looks like we're going to sign a short-term lease on an office, uh, probably next week or so. It's very, very cool. Nice place. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of the miniature update now, but anyway, I wanted to, uh, just spend a little bit of time with you guys because there was something cool that happened a little while ago and I figured, honestly, I just brushed over it. Like it was really cool for us personally, but I didn't really think of it as like, oh, you would really want to hear this. But I was like, well, of course that's ridiculous. Remember, you probably would. Um, we had a potential customer um, that I actually took the phone call for uh, not too long ago, and um, he asked a question. He was like, "Okay, so if I learn like funnels and things, and learn how to do copywriting and all this stuff, like obviously I'll make funnels for my my network marketing company and, and things. But like, will the skills translate into other areas? Like, could I potentially sell these skills or services?" I was like. Of course, dude. And I actually had that question uh, maybe a few months ago from someone. It's like, well, yeah, duh. (laughs) But, like, it seems obvious to me because that's the way I started. Like, I started doing this stuff as services for other people first, and then I translated it into building funnels for my own network marketing company. And so it seems obvious to me, but it's not obvious to everyone. And so to give you a little just... I'm going to kind of change some of the details so the story might not be as impactful as it could be um, because I just want to, I don't know what I can say, basically. <laughs> that's pretty much that's pretty much why I'm you know, going to be sort of vague on a few things, but you won't really know the difference. It's just not going to be as amazing of a story as it, as it normally would be. But um, uh, not too long ago, we got uh, essentially approached to build the initial video for a network marketing company. So the one that would hook someone's attention. So not the full presentation, although they might have us do that, but so not the full like presentation, but the first like, you know, five or six, seven minute video that really, you know, grabs someone's attention, makes them really buy into the, into the company and things like that. And we got, you know, asked to write and produce that video. Um, cause clearly, you know, like, as you know, like copywriting is our major, major thing and, uh, you know, producing content. So, I was like, so we, we said yes, and it was like really exciting. It was like, all right, cool, let's do it. 
um, I am reminded <laughs> that I don't uh, like there's a reason I got out of client work um, we used to do it a lot and I don't do it at all really anymore um, with this one being the exception and I didn't really like it's not like I loved producing it because you know it's it's cool but it's not like my business right um, it's not like my company it's like for someone else so there's a part of me that's like you know it's cool but I don't necessarily love doing it but there's another part of me that's like this is pretty awesome right because you get to kind of even you get to sharpen your skills more you get to um, really dive in to some different pieces of the psychology of the of the industry that you wouldn't or that you would dive into anyway probably but you're getting you know you're getting compensated to do it and you're getting a really good piece in your portfolio and things like that so we ended up saying yes and um and uh like since i since we don't really do client work anymore you know our fees are you know they're not they're not as outrageous as some agencies but they're not small um at all um and because it's like well i wouldn't do this if it wasn't for anything if it was for anything less than this i wouldn't do that so the total cost of it i don't want to again reveal numbers for the sake of i don't know what i'm allowed to share but um it was it was bigger than my first corporate job salary uh, when I when I first started, of course. So, like young, young, young Zach in the corporate world for the first time, that initial salary. This job was bigger than that, um, and of course, we had to pay a portion of it out to different people, you know, different you know contractors and things. But even after that's all taken out, it was still bigger than my very first salary. Um, so we're talking like eight, nine years ago, but still, you know, this one, literally one video that we produced, and. Um, you know, it, what's really cool is like, number one, gave us a really cool experience, good piece of portfolio. But here's what's cool is realize that the reason that we were able to charge that amount and the company happily paid that particular amount is because they're going to get an amazing result, an amazing benefit from it. Why is that? Is it because... Um, is it because they're just like, you know, they really like Zach? No. Is it because I, you know, have built this gigantic team? No, it's not because lots of people have built gigantic teams, but they couldn't write a good script to save their life. That's why most network marketing training really sucks from the comfort from corporations. Um, so what is it? It is because we chose to take a few years and master the skill of copywriting. See, the major difference, the reason that, the reason why most people's presentations really are really sucky and the reason why most companies training, corporate training sucks really bad is because they don't have direct response copywriters writing the training. See, in a direct response copywriting situation, every single word is measured. Every single word. And every word that isn't there is also measured. You know, you, it's just as important what you don't say as what you do. And it's very important to take people down this special, this exact specific journey and you know bringing up like taking the time to get really really deep into what's going through these prospects heads and smashing these false belief patterns and saying okay this is coming up in their head that's not relevant because xyz and this is how i'm going to overcome it and doing it in a way that doesn't raise uh barriers in their mind so you have to satisfy the logic center of the prospect's brain while also satisfying the emotional center of the prospect's brain and in order to do both at once you can't actually overcome objections by overcoming objections because if you overcome an objection in a video you trigger the logical part of the brain or the emotional part of the brain one of the two at different times at the same time so you have to be a very high studied copywriter to get something out there that actually works like this and most companies don't invest or don't even know to invest in a direct response copywriter to build the presentations and to build the marketing materials that's why they all mostly suck so this particular company was like, okay, we know this. We know that uh, we need to invest in a direct response copyright, and we're willing to put that 
that asset out there rather than letting our in-house copywriter write it which again I have no idea who this person who their in-house copywriters are but like most corporate copywriters they're not direct response writers they've never been out on the line themselves and said okay if I don't get an offer to convert this week I'm not going to eat if I don't get my ads to work this month we're going back and getting a job they've never had that pressure I have right like this has to work I must make this work and that's the major difference between a direct response writer who's literally had to eat off of their own work and someone who just, you know, goes to journalism school, learns about, you know, some basic psychology stuff and then goes to get a job as a copywriter. Does that make sense? So I've said this over and over and over and over again, but the number one differentiator, the number one differentiator between an offer that works and an offer that doesn't, assuming that it's targeted well, has a good strategy and a good offer is the copy always. Now, we've talked about this many times before. You should go back and listen to the episodes if you need to about the offer needs to be good, the strategy needs to be good, the um, <clears throat> uh, copy needs to be good, and the offer needs to be good. If those four things are in place, you will it will be good. It will convert. Um, yeah, there's a lot more I can get into right now. But uh, the point is, study your craft. Study copywriting. Depends on what, how you're building your business. It depends on how, what kind of, how you're using your funnels. But the two biggest things that you should probably be studying right now, if you don't have a team yet, is copywriting and sales. This is the number two thing, the number one two things. Jeez. The number two, whatever, you get it. These are the two biggest important things that you should be studying right now. Once you start developing a team, you should be studying leadership. Now, I would say at all times, you should probably be studying leadership um, because if you get a team, you're going to lose that team if you don't know how to lead them. So at all times in the background, you should probably be reading leadership books and things like that. But your main two focuses right now should be copywriting slash marketing and sales. Like learn how to close people and learn how to get people to you to close. That's marketing. So dive into this stuff. It is the most important thing. Some people have been in business. I was one of these people. I was in business for years and years and years and I didn't know I wasn't, qui- I wasn't able to quit my job. Why? Because I didn't know how to market. I knew how to sell, but I didn't know how to market. Once I learned how to market, boom, within literally months, I quit my job. And so I want that for you too. If you've been in the business for literally any length of time, three, like six months or more, and if your income is under like 80 grand, you should be able to quit your job. Um, and the only reason that you're not is because you haven't either taken enough action or you haven't taken the right kind of action. So you decide which one it is and um, just basically fix it. It's really easy. It's a very simple equation. Once you fix it, you will probably start making enough to be able to leave your job. And then you can, of course, you know, build it up from there. So anyway, hopefully this makes sense. Hopefully this was uh, helpful for you. Um, I guess the I wanted to share a little miniature victory. Um, also to let you know that like learning this stuff is goes so far beyond just making a funnel that builds a business for you or multiple funnels that build a business for you. This can go into helping a corporation like we just did produce an asset that is... I don't want to guarantee anything until it happens, but I would definitely wager my money that this is the number one best opportunity pitch video for a company that's been made of that I've ever seen. Um, I I hope it is. (laughs) Um, And I think it's going to absolutely go freaking haywire. And it's going to give you opportunities to do stuff like that. Like, oh, I have a a little bit of extra time. I'll do this for them, right? And actually, I meant to say this earlier, but one of the reasons that that this video is going to be so powerful is because this company is willing to invest. They were willing to invest in someone that they knew could bring them the results, but that let me spend enough time. It was enough for me to say, okay, I'll put everything in my business on hold to write your script. 
because it doesn't it's not like I wrote the script in three days right like I had to dive into this whole world for you know days and days actually it was multiple weeks so they had to invest enough for me to say okay I'm gonna put everything on hold and literally do just this so um, that's why you actually you, that's one of the reasons why you need to charge more now you don't charge a lot just to charge a lot if you can't deliver right you charge a lot if you can deliver and so that it's worth it for you right so a company has to be willing to invest enough to get you to put your full attention to it that's another reason why a lot of scripts suck is because they hire mid-level level copywriters for five grand and you know or ten grand it's not nearly enough to get someone to focus on only your project and th- number one they probably want that good of copywriters in the beginning and number two they're not even giving it their full attention, so you can understand what would come out at the end. So anyway, hopefully developing these skills is giving you a little bit more motivation to develop these skills. Um, for me, I haven't fully decided on this yet, uh, so it's just something that I'm kind of thinking about, but one of the things that I've thought about recently is because like, you know, our mission is not only to build massive influence to help people break through barriers and you know, live a free enterprise-filled life, but you know, we really love this industry, but there's a lot of crap in it. We've talked about this a lot, right? And one of the things that we want to see happen is this industry be treated like a real business across the industry. And one of the ways we could do that is by consulting these companies at a high level. And so this was never a goal of mine to consult them at a high level. Uh, But after this project, it's like, well, maybe it could be, you know, we have a, we have a, uh, kind of a loose mentor of ours that has done something similar in the past. And he really helped bolster the, um, reputation of the industry and um it's like okay well maybe a few more rounds of high level consultants consulting companies across the industry maybe by the end of her lifetime or hopefully before that this industry could have a really could be seen in a really good light right kind of like right now if you um if you look at uh cars i'm a big car guy right 10 years ago like a, a bmw and a and a Hyundai were worlds apart right? Like if you got in a 2009 BMW and a 2009 Hyundai Sonata, they were literally worlds apart. The Sonata was a pile of garbage. The BMW was very nice. Build quality was great. The interior was strong. Everything felt stable and awesome. Just the other day, um, I had to get a uh, 2019 rental BMW for, because uh, our car was in the shop. And I'm driving it and I'm like, this thing is like kind of tinny. Like it feels cheap. You know, like it, the drive, the the, the ride quality is nice. You know, it's you know it handles well. It's a quick car. You know, it's, it it looks nice, but it felt cheap. If you look right now, if you went and got in a 2019 loaded Hyundai Sonata, it sounds crazy, but it's in my opinion, it's almost as nice as the new Beamer. Now, it's not going to handle as well. It's not going to be as fast, right? Um, it's not going to feel as rigid, but. From a luxurious standpoint, it's getting pretty close. And my guess is you give it another five years and it's going to be pretty darn close to the way it handles if BMW keeps doing what they're doing and kind of producing like, you know, shoddy cars or at least the lower end stuff. And what's happening is like Hyundai and Kia, like the other day I watched a Kia Stinger drive, drive by and I'm a pretty big car guy and I didn't even recognize it. I literally saw the Stinger drive by. I'm like, holy crap, is that a new Mercedes? And then I got up close to it and I was like, that's a Stinger <laughs> and because it doesn't even have a Kia badge on it. I'm like, holy crap, dude, this is insane. What's happening? Kia, Hyundai, all these people, Honda, they're raising their game so high that these, you know, higher end brands are like, literally the gap is closing. And the only reason that you would buy personally the only reason you'd buy a low-level Beamer or Mercedes or something is just because you wanted the badge on it. Like, once you crossed into, like, the really high-end ones, there's a huge gap. But, like, in a $50,000 Beamer, $60,000 Beamer, between a $30,000 Sonata, loaded Sonata, there's not that much of a gap. I bring that all, all that up to say, 
right now the MLM industry is kind of like the 2009 Sonata. But I think it's moving toward, it's closing the gap. And the gap is closing so that in 10, 15 years from now, hopefully, people look at like, you know, stock trading or uh, like a prestigious thing like real estate investing. They look at real estate investing and as the BMW, but they look at network marketing as like, oh, wow, that gap is really closing. And it's literally, it's almost as prestigious as real estate investing, but that's only going to happen with people building their business like a real business, right? Like we talk about at MLM Rebels, it's only going to happen by companies investing in proper messaging, proper copywriters, proper marketing people to put their message out there. And um, it's only going to happen by everyone viewing the business as a long-term thing, long-term asset versus a short-term like, holy crap, I have to pay my $50 bill off and I'm going to like spam my Facebook wall. Does that make sense? So anyway, uh, if you found value in this, do me a favor, leave a review and rating down below. Click the five, like right now, scroll down. Now wait, scroll down, hit the five star button right now. And then right under hit, write a review and leave a review right now. That is the single biggest thing that you can do for us right now um, to help get this message out there. And then share this with your upline, downline and crossline and help them uh, really see this like a true business that it actually is. Sound good? All right, well, hope you have an amazing day. Oh, last thing, if you want to join the private discussion group, go to MLMSalesFunnels.com. You request to join. It's free to join. Once you get approved, you can jump in there and learn everything about what we talked about today and making that a reality in your life. And if you super want to jumpstart the process, go to MLMRebelsBlueprint.com and uh, learn how to do that for free. But anyway, the number one thing to do right now, scroll to the, scroll to the bottom of your phone, hit that five-star button, hit write a review, and leave a review. So anyway, guys, appreciate you. Thanks for spending some time here today, and uh, talk to you soon.